Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Tuesday, December 1st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We knew we were going to have a sporting Kansas City conversation with Sean Goodwin today about the team's upcoming playoff game against Minnesota United. We didn't know the game would move on us as the podcast was coming together, but that's what's happened. The game is now on Thursday night at 7.30 on Fox because Fox lost its NFL game Thursday night. It was going to be the Ravens-Cowboys, but with all the COVID problems that the Ravens are having, they had to shift that game off of Thursday night, and Sporting Kansas City will fill that slot. So you'll now have a couple of days to hear Sean and I chat about the previous Sporting playoff victory over San Jose, the return of Alan Polito for the upcoming game, and I wrangle a prediction from Sean. After a break, you'll hear from Sporting KC manager Peter Vermees. So Let's get started talking Sporting Kansas City with Sean Goodman. Okay, Sean, the um, uh, the eleven forty five press conference that was rescheduled for twelve thirty, and then finally started at twelve fifty for Sporting Kansas City and manager Peter Vermees is over, and we're recording this on Monday, of course. So there was some news that came out, and it came out about uh, twenty five minutes into Peter Vermees's uh, press conference. Why don't you? Tell us what the MLS announcement was about. Yeah, it's, uh, it means a lot of us are now changing our schedules, but essentially the Sporting KC Minnesota game, which was scheduled for Wednesday, is now being pushed back to Thursday um, at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Central. Um, and that would be because, obviously, with the NFL, they've now moved the Ravens-Steelers game to like, a Wednesday slot and Essentially, they want to. I don't believe NFL has a game on this Thursday, correct? Am I well, right? the, here's what, yeah, what happened was because the Steelers Ravens game got yeah. pushed from last week into this week, from Thanksgiving night into this week, the Ravens were supposed to play on Thursday night against the Cowboys. So the Ravens couldn't play that game after because the Steelers game was rescheduled for tonight, uh, Tuesday. And so, anyway, Fox ended up with a hole on its Thursday evening uh, schedule. And they have replaced the the NFL uh, spot with Sporting Kansas City and Minnesota, um, the the MLS uh, uh, quarterfinal game. So that's um, that's going to be incredible exposure for Sporting Kansas City to be on a network on Thursday night when people are usually turning into the NFL. So that's um, uh, that part I think is is great. I'm, I'm sure. Sporting Kansas City doesn't mind uh, having another couple days to prepare. The The problem, of course, is the winner of Sporting Kansas City and, and Minnesota will have just a, a just a really quick turnaround for for the what, what amounts to the, the Western Conference Final. Yeah, it's uh, already the fact that the number one seed being Sporting was playing a day later anyway, because obviously the... Yeah, other Western Conference game is being played between Dallas and Seattle on Tuesday. Um, so already the fact that they were getting an extra day of rest and the one seed wasn't, it was a bit eh. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it happens. But now we're basically looking at, as you said, it's uh, Seattle-Dallas play on Tuesday. They'll have an extra two days of rest before the, the rescheduled Western Conference final on December 7th, whether that is, you know, Sporting or Minnesota. Um, it, it, so it's a it's a tricky situation um, for for Sporting KC and Minnesota, and 
Peter was saying that uh, it's great that you've got the exposure and, you know, I'm sure they're going to put on a, a brave face, but behind the scenes, I'm sure they're not overly pleased at the, the lack of rest. Right. No, I, I'm sure that um, in, in Peter's office and in the coaching's uh, coach and staff offices, they not happy about this development, but um, it, it is what it is. Look, every, every sport has had to make adjustments for COVID-19, NFL, college football. We're seeing it in college basketball now for sure. And, um, and now MLS is, which, you know, started season in the bubble, the, the MLS is back tournament. And now they're, you know, they're into December and, uh, you know, it looks like they're going to, they're going to get their, their playoff uh, in and then championship named and sporting Kansas city is still part of the conversation because of an incredible game. Before we look ahead, I, I, I did want to take a couple minutes and look behind at that just incredible game against the San Jose earthquakes last um, uh, in, in the playoff opener, uh, what a, talk about a roller coaster of emotion in that game? It was the number one seed against the number eight seed, but I couldn't tell, you know, a bit of difference between those two teams until the shootout. Until the shootout, and uh, before I go into this, I have to apologize if you hear my cat in the background. I, I've made a mistake of not kicking him, kicking him out, and he keeps meowing. So, what what's the cat's name? Bandit. Bandit the cat. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah, so it's just the three of us on the podcast. That's great. But now, yeah, yeah, the San Jose game, and I know we spoke a little bit last week, Blake, just about how, you know, it, San Jose isn't a true eight seed um, just because of things like the strength of schedule and they were stuck playing Portland and LAFC and Seattle and whatnot all season, just being more of a regional team for them. Um and I think we saw that, and you know, it wasn't a typical eight seed game. And I think we've seen it around the playoffs, especially you now with a single elimination. Even though a team can be the highest seed and have home field advantage, just single elimination now means that an off game or a really good game for the lower seeds. And you know, the lower seeds go on advancing, and we almost saw that for San Jose until, as you said, the penalties. And I don't think I've had to rice or rewrite a game as many times <laughs> as I had, as I did with that game. Um, oh so yeah, it, it was a roller coaster for everyone involved. And I think once we got to penalties, I, I started, you know, do, making my final touches as if Sporting KC had won because <laughs> but we all know in this town, the city, what Amelia is like on penalties. I, I mean, how many soccer games have ended with uh, a three to nothing penalty kick score? That's just that's impossible. It's just impossible for him to stop all three San Jose kicks. Um, I, I I just have never seen that, and it's uh, it is really a we we've talked about it before. That that is his strength, and it is a heck of a strength <laughs> to possess. And I, as as the game was going, you know, as we, the the second overtime period was winding down, I was thinking, God, just you know. Uh, don't don't knock one in here, San Jose, because if they can get to the the penalty kicks, it's uh, this is going to be Sporting's. Yeah, I mean, just uh, real quick as well. You know, you say how many penalty shootouts have finished three zero. I mean, I'm sure across the world in an obscure Slovakian fourth division, <laughs> but when it comes to MLS and MLS teams in American soccer, I believe the only other time it's happened uh, was 2010. Uh, Charleston Battery versus the Chicago Fire. 
and you already know who was in goal for Charleston, don't you? I don't. Tell me. Emilia. Refresh my of course. It had to be. Yes. That's right. It was a, uh, yeah, that specific penalty shootout, he didn't save all three. I believe one of them hit the post or went wide. Um, but I believe in US soccer history, that's given you over time a shootout, including an MLS team, has finished 3-0. And to me, he was a winger on both both times. Well, he, he has instincts on uh, in, in this um, uh, situation that other goalkeepers don't possess. He just does. I mean, he... It's not. It's it's more than just guessing right. He he sees something. You know, we talk about it in other sports how the game slows down. The more familiar you become with the with the sport, and I think that's what happens with him in goal kicks. I think things slow down, and he just maybe he sees a foot, uh, you know, a direction. Maybe he sees the eyes, or I, I don't know. But he 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 reads minds pretty darn well when it when it comes to this. So. Yeah, I mean, even just being as a. As a forward, back in my playing days, it's, you know, as a penalty kick taker, it's a lot of trying to trick a goalkeeper with your eyes and your body language. But at the end of the day, it's incredibly tough to angle your body and eyes to the left and then shoot the right. You know, you have to make adjustments at some point. And I just think Tim is extremely good at noticing those adjustments at the last minute and diving the right way. And the times when he does get beat, um, it's because the penalty kick taker's done a really good job deceiving him rather than him just guessing one of the directions. Right. Okay, it's on to Minnesota United. And an interesting series. I know you asked Peter Vermees about the nature of the competition between these two teams, and it's always been uh, marketed as the nicest rivalry in sports. I liked Peter's answer to your question. Um, you know, it's a playoff. There ain't nothing nice about a playoff, basically, is what – what Peter Vermee said, and, um, and and certainly Sporting Kansas City has not treated Minnesota like a uh, you know like a nice guest when uh, when coming to Children's Mercy. This has really been a series that that Sporting has owned on its home field. But I don't know for some reason there, there's there I, I get the vibe that this is a kind of a toss up game for between these two teams. Am I am I reading that wrong? Sensing it wrong? Yeah, it's completely fair. I mean, at the end of the day, as I was saying before, not just as a playoffs, but it's now single elimination. And, you know, as you said, Minnesota's never won at Children's Mercy Park. But usually all streaks have to come to an end at some point, right? <laughs> and I'm not saying it's going to be this time around, but Bandit's Bandit is beyond. For- Weighing in. Yeah, we, we got Bandit's <laughs> perspective on this. I'm glad to get that. But, um, you know, so... Uh, you know, Minnesota gave on being on this winning streak now since I believe late September, and obviously there was a game that was cancelled because of COVID, so they had a little bit of a break. And one of those games was against Sporting KC, but yeah, I know. Uh, but as a whole, you know, this again, it could just be like the San Jose game where it's it's deceiving, deceiving, and you know. Going back to just a rivalry, certainly not friendly in any way, shape, or form. So, where did we hear Peter get the idea that Sporting Kansas City was an underdog in this game? I, I know we're, you know, we're playing some mind games here, and coaches do this all the time. But he was, he, he's pretty convinced that uh, that the Minnesota United's coming down as the favorite in this game. Yeah, that surprised me. I mean, literally, as we were heading to the press conference, um. 
trying to scroll down my tweet deck now, but here we go. Yeah, I saw that technically, I think, going by Vegas at least, uh, both Seattle and Sports and KC are heavy favourites to reach the, the Western Conference Finals. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not much of a betting man, at least with the, uh, the American way of things. I can do like 4-1, to 6-1 to one odds, but... Um, the odds I'm seeing has Sports and KC at negative one sixty two and Minnesota plus four twenty five. Um, so you know that, that's healthy. That that that's yeah. a healthy advantage for the yeah. favorite there. So I don't know a whole lot, but I know that is a healthy advantage. Uh, so I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure who he's been listening to, where he's been hearing this. Maybe he's just it's like mind games, or it reminds me of Michael Jordan how he just make up stories to to annoy other players and to hype himself up. So yep. it might yep. be a That's similar a, thing. Yep. Selective uh, uh, audience for, for yeah. Peter Vermees here. Um, so a lot of it, I think in, in maybe the, the, the minds of sporting Kansas city fans might depend on the availability of Alan Polito. He, um, you know, he, he was sitting in the stands for uh, the San Jose game. He will be available for Minnesota and is it a matter of whether he starts or subs, or do you expect him to um, to play a, a lengthy stretch against uh, against Minnesota United? I'm expecting at this point, Scott, he should play a lengthy stretch of knock a full 90. I mean, the guy is irreplaceable at the end of the day, and I was honestly a little bit surprised to not see him at least being a lineup against San Jose. Uh, whether that was, I thought maybe just giving him that extra a little bit of rest, waiting until later in the playoffs, um, and, you know, getting one pushing back too early. So then he's injured later on through the more important games, but I feel like we're now getting to that point where he should be fully healthy as far as we're aware. Peter has said he's available. Um, and this should be the game, especially as we know how close games between SKC and Minnesota are, that a guy of Palizzo's talents could be the difference. Right. Okay. Hey, before we say uh, bid farewell to you and Bandit, uh, do you have a do you have a score? What do you think? What's going to happen on Thursday oh night? Um, it's definitely going to be a, a one goal game. Um, like every single game between the two teams this season, actually, it's been two one every single time. Um, so I'm I'm going to flip the switch here. I'm not flip the switch. I'm going to go with the trend and say, you know what? Let's make it four in a row. Um, I'll say 2-1 Sporting. It might go to extra time. Um, but I think with the home crowd and, you know, what, with it being a playoffs and whatnot, I think Sporting will be able to pull through and prevail with a 2-1 victory. And I think Polito's a difference maker in a game like this as well. I, yeah. I think this it could all depend on whether, you know, how, how much he plays, how he plays, any lingering effects of the injury. But I think he's he's that much of a difference maker. And, It'll be fun to see a uh, a national television audience on Fox Fox on on Thursday night seven thirty I believe is the is the kickoff time so seven thirty okay Sean great catching up and we're gonna take a break when you come back you'll hear from Peter Vermees hey it's Blair we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. 
your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Hi, Peter. Minnesota has never won down there. This, this whole notion of blue hell, how much of that is your supporters, the stadium itself, or, or just the fact that you guys have really good teams year after year? Uh, it's probably all of the above. It's never, uh, it's never one thing, but you know, we've always had really good games against them. Uh, every game is always good. So I, I, I'm not one to look at, um, things like that. Cause I think every team and every game is always different, even within a season. Um, teams change, uh, you know, the day of the game is always different. And I'm, I've always been under the opinion, especially in our league, um, because of so much parity that every, any team can beat any team in any given day. So that's why I think when you get into situations like we're currently in, this is, you know, I think the only difference here is that we're not traveling. Uh, that's the difference. It's not as if teams have to go into other people's places right now and deal with fans and all of those types of things. It, 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 it's, it's a different animal. So I, I don't think that home field advantage gives you anything other than the fact that um, you get to sleep at home. You don't have to travel. And, and even the travel has been mitigated with the way that we're doing our charter flights. I think that works really well for a lot of us, and especially this short distance that they are coming and we've gone there. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a tough uh, haul for any team. So I, I don't see really any of the advantages other than I said, like I said, in your, in your own bed, the, the last thing I would, I would uh, uh, say is that um, when you, when you look at the playoffs and the way they are, all these games that you play, once you enter the playoffs, they're, they're, they're finals, they're one game finals and you have to be prepared, um, you know, to, give your best and receive the best from somebody else. And so you have to be on top of your game if you're, if, if you're going to move on. Next question goes to Allie Trost with Sports Radio 810 WHV. Allie, your line is open. Coach, although you guys have played this Minnesota team a number of times this season, your last matchup with them did get canceled. What's the advantage or disadvantage there given that Emmanuel Reynoso had been getting more time. They had Kai Kamara. Do you do you feel that you were at a disadvantage not getting to play them that one last time? No, I mean, uh, you know, it, it could have it could have been. You know, we could talk about all the things that could or couldn't have been, uh, whether you win, tie, or draw or, or lose um, regarding the standings and everything else. Don't know. At, at the end, we have we played them before. We, we've watched them play. I think both teams. Um, kind of know each other pretty well i think uh uh they're they're actually in a good place as as was stated already they're in good form um and we know how dangerous they can be um and how competitive they are and so look we'll have to be at our best if we're able to 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 achieve success against them because they're a very very good team um it's why it's why they're favored to win our next question we'll go to tom bogert with mlssoccer.com tom your line is open hey peter uh just wanted to see uh, what the update was, um, on, if there's an update rather on Alan Polito and, uh, 
kind of following off on what you just said. Um, were you saying that, that Minnesota are favored to win, or did I mishear that? Well, that's that's what pundits are saying, so I'm going with what they say. Uh, that's what I hear. Um, that's what I see. So uh, in regards to our team, um, everybody's available for selection except for um, Zussi, uh Gutierrez, um, and Matt Beasler at this moment. Um, Matt, Matt's close. Matt's the closest one of those three guys. Um, he's still dealing with his, his, his concussion, but he's, he's definitely a lot closer um, than he has been. Our next question will go to Katia Castorino with ESPN Deportes. Katia, your line is open. Thank you. Hello, Peter. On that same line, in terms of uh, Alan's status, uh, you decided to not include him last game. And how crucial is it to have him at his best at this stage? And how close do you see him uh, getting to that? Yeah, you you you, you don't replace him. Um, He's a he's a special player within our team. It's it's you know as as you all know, it was a big objective of ours last season to add him to the team, and so you 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 don't replace him. Uh, um, yeah, this is the important time. This is what you fight all year long to get to to have those players be in your team and help you along the way. And so um, that's. You know that's why that's why we do what we do. The only thing I would say is is that it's the same thing I said last week. Uh, the thing that I'm always going to be, and whether it's Alan Polito or any other player on our team, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm always going to be very um, cautious um, when it comes to making the decision of whether or not they should um, be a part of the team, whether they should uh, substitute onto the field, or whether they should start in a game based on what their health is. Um, I, I just I, I I don't ever want to put a player in a position. Um, I never have and never will um, where you know they um, are not prepared to go and play from a physical perspective. Um, and when you make those decisions, it's not it's not just me, it's medical staff, it's also the player involved. And you know if if the one thing about Alan where the difference is is that if Alan was 20 years old um, and he just came to our club, it would be a difficult decision on how I would make my decision with him because I probably wouldn't have had enough experience with him. And he also hasn't, wouldn't have had being so young if he was 20, uh, you know, not knowing how to deal with injuries and, you know, what, whether he should play or he shouldn't play or what have you. Whereas when a guy's his age, 28, and seasoned veteran like he is, you know, I can sit down and have a good discussion with him um, along with medical staff and everyone else and make a decision because I feel that the player has, you know, a lot of experience and is always going to be honest about where he is physically um, for himself, uh, for the team, for all of it. So uh, it's, it's the one, it's the one thing that I feel very confident in, with Alan just because, you know, his age and his experience. At the same time, I'm always going to uh, probably err towards the side of always being conservative um, in situations like this. That's why last week he, he wasn't a part of the team. Um, you know, this week, probably different um, just because he's progressed incredibly well. Next question goes to Sean Goodwin with the Kansas City Star. Sean, your line is open. Peter, over the last couple of years now, there's been this whole thing on social media about this being a friendliest rivalry in sports, but 
you know, blocks of close games and how many times you guys have plays. Is there anything friendly about this game anymore? And can you just maybe speak a little bit about this rivalry? It's it's always been my opinion that there's there's anytime you're playing a game, uh, at least my perspective, there is no such thing as a friendly. Uh, I just don't know what that is. Uh, at the end of the day, these guys are all professionals. The staffs are as well. We compete, um, but we have a tremendous amount of respect, you know, for for their team, for their club, for their staff, for for everyone. And it, and and it, I, I think it's a. <laughs> I don't know what all I know is it's it's uh it's a playoff game and that's what we're we're playing we we want to win just like if it was a league game or anything else um, and I'm sure they feel the same exact way. Our next question goes to Tyler Jones with KLWN. Tyler, your line is open. Hey Peter, you mentioned you guys being an underdog going into this game against Minnesota. What's been kind of me- your message to your team? Are you guys? Uh, going to have a, a chip on your shoulder of sorts here. Uh, look, I, I, I think for a lot of respect during the season or this year, um, we have been exactly that. And I, I don't know if there's a chip on our shoulder or not. I think I think at the end, the guys um, have been very disciplined and very committed to trying to be successful this season. I think the motivation of that is probably what, what drives the group. Um and and I and I think that's where it is. It's it's uh, you know look, I, I, and this is not taking anything away from 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 Minnesota. They're they're a they're a very good team. And so, um, look, we weren't in the playoffs last year, and rightfully so. I think that those people that uh, doubt us, they doubted us making the playoffs. I'm sure this year they doubted us um, as we were the number one seed. You know, we we won the, the division. Um, they and that's okay. And I, I understand that I. I've been doing this too long, both as a player and as a as a manager, and I, I just know how it is. And I think the bottom line is is that for us, we got to stay committed and focused to 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 uh, to us and and how we want to go about um, our approach. And I think that the guys are 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 in a good place. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Pickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sean Goodwin for stopping by and talking Sporting Kansas City. Links to his stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we've got a no deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash sports pass 2020 that's kansascity.com slash sports pass 2020 you want more than just sports coverage i know i do check out the entire kansas city star product sports news features commentary and analysis the whole thing you get all the stories written by my talented colleagues plus additional news sports and business coverage with the e-edition the details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers send me an email Kirkoff at kcstar.com. I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode.